0: Why to fix something that already works, was a reply when I brought up the idea of exploring tantric sex in my early 20s. Needless to say, I wouldn't have brought it up unless it wasn't working, for me. And I wonder if you've ever thought the same. In general terms, men and penis-owned people and women and pussy-owned people are different when it comes to sexual arousal. You can just tune back to the episode 5 where I explain this more in detail and also experiencing orgasms and different types of pleasure. And in any case, we're all individuals within those groups too, regardless of what sexual identity or preferences we have. We have learned mainly the one way of making love and having sex. It consists of a turn-on and arousal, desire, orgasm, and relaxation, which is fine. It's great that we can enjoy that already at least to some degree. We still know that there is an orgasm gap, and at least half of the women, if not more, don't even orgasm with P2P, i.e. penis in the pussy. But pleasure is so much more, and sex can be so much more. Besides, the whole focus on orgasm can be such a downer, (laughs) literally. The pressure is killing the pleasure. This is Anne Blunt, your tantric sex and relationship coach, and the host of this explicit and totally open and honest podcast called Tantric Sex for Lovers and Others. Hi there, and a very warm welcome to the new listeners in New Zealand, Uganda, and Dominican Republic. I'm so happy to have you here too. Tantric sex can give a lot to singles. And couples and people in polyamory and open relationship settings, it's not just about pleasure and orgasm, obviously those two, but it's very much more about who you are and how you show up in your relationships and in your sex life. I, for instance, worked with couples who've looked for doing something different in the bedroom to keep passion alive in a longer-term relationships, or bringing back the spice because sex has dwindled into a routine, or even. Have become a bit boring, or just just a habit for relaxation or distressing after work. They also have wanted more connected, healing and more intimate sex. Or they might have explored sacred sexuality where both are honored as divine, and sex becomes this soulful and beautiful and deliciously intimate and ecstatic and blissful experience. I haven't, however, yet had any couples who have explicitly wanted to learn how to have a shared spiritual experience through sex or how to have spiritual awakening through tantric sex. Would you be interested in that? Would you be my first? (laughs) But it does happen in tantric sex. It's, It's truly a thing. So having experienced the latter in my own body, even before I knew the words, how to describe it, as we now know what, for instance, Kundalini awakening is or what sacred sex is, it was very much mind-blowing and, and healing of the body thingy. It, it's, it's one of the most profound and humbling experiences in my whole life. So there is also a lot of curiosity towards tantric sex In the world at the moment. And I'm really confident that one day it is as mainstream as yoga is today. Because this whole idea about shared spirituality through sexual practices is very interesting. But also, people are always curious about new stuff. I mean, just just the success and spread of this podcast, this my little podcast, is just one indication of it. I believe it's down to realizing that one model of sex is becoming dull and boring, or that it doesn't feel deeply satisfying, not nourishing really, or or even energizing anymore. Even the old success story of 50 shades of grey means that people are looking outside that box. And my jam definitely is tantric sex and I would like to explore that more with you. So in the first episode, I mentioned that I believe we need another sexual revolution. For too long, we've been conditioned to suppress our desires and our sexuality. We do adopt these narratives from the society and religion. And too long, we have really adopted beliefs and sexual practices that don't quite feel aligned. And yet we've concreted those into our nervous system and might even feel that nothing else feels anything or can be done anymore. So that's the reason why I call this new sexual revolution selfishly happy revolution. And the reason is because I I believe that the sexual revolution needs to happen, yes, but it doesn't happen on barricades and burning brass or by outsourcing your pleasure to partners or to porn. But inside you and me, it's about yourself. It's about myself. And it's about what truly, truly deep down you desire and then learning how do you get what you want considering, obviously, that it doesn't hurt anyone else, and being very conscious and intentional about it. But please remember the number one philosophy of classical tantra. At core, there is nothing wrong or broken about you. You are perfect as you are. So the Selfishly Happy Revolution is really about having an adventure, an exploration into you, into your own body and your spirituality. And it's a practice that suits you and feels deeply aligned. Practice, I hear you say? Yes, I believe strongly that sex can be a hobby. <laughs> Actually, in my native Finnish language, we do say that harrasta seksia, to have hobby sex. Literally. So we could say, oh, this morning we hobbied some amazing sex. Or, darling, I'd love to hobby some tantric sex tonight after work and sauna. <laughs> so yes, why not? Making it a practice, making it a hobby where you honour your body and the body of your partner or partners as a sacred temple and a place to have the most sublime connections and, and I'm not a poet. Clearly. I cannot really find the right words to express what it's like or what that what what tantra really means to me personally. But what I would like to inspire with selfishly happy revolution is that you feel that experience in your own body and you gain lived in experience. I mean I can talk as long as the cows come home, as they say in England, but you won't be any wiser. Neither do I kind of need to or want to persuade you to believe what I say. So, could I just not tempt you to join the revolution? I mean, just even a little bit? (laughs) Uh, I mean, actually, there is a precedence. The earlier classical tantra practitioners, especially in the female-led, non-dualistic Kaula traditions, they advocated a more rebellious strand of tantra, the one that focused on individual sexual liberation and healing and not bowing down to a particular guru and definitely not outsourcing your pleasure to somebody else. So already thousands of years ago, this revolution was bubbling up until it was then completely suppressed. These women understood that as humans, we need to prepare ourselves for Tantra through and within ourselves. So it's quite sad to notice that even today, so long after that Kaula tradition flourished, we still haven't got a way to help lovers to hold space for sexual healing, for instance. There are many therapeutic modalities that help individuals to heal their traumas especially our, you know, sexual abuse. But what about their partners and lovers? It's not easy to watch your loved one who is suffering and you don't really know how to help. Or we still haven't figured out a way in our societies to truly celebrate individuality and diversity and helping each other to liberate and to feel free. To become not necessarily a better version of yourself, because, as we already said, there's a little bit of a connotation that somehow you're lesser or worse version of yourself right now, and in Tantra, you're perfect as you are, but to really come back to you and become more true version of yourself, if you like, that age-old question of who are you becoming? It's kind of a return to home in a way just finding who you truly are and expressing that and being empowered in that. I believe that tantric sex combined with classical tantric philosophy is one of the most powerful ways to find your own pleasure, your own voice, your own truth, and to live your life as liberated, empowered, and aligned to your true essence. There is a beautiful saying in Tantra, actually, and it goes something in the lines of, Tantra doesn't exclude or deny anything, but it transforms everything. Beautiful, huh? So what would tantric sex for lovers look like? We've covered already quite a lot of of that in, in this podcast. For instance, Francesca and Amanda shared, I think it was a second episode, about their own tantric journey into their own bodies and finding pleasure and healing there. And it was the third episode where I kind of laid out what the sexual stages or, or how the journey as a, as a baby to an adult would look like if we were to live in a healthy society and if you haven't like most of us or none of us have you can go back and relive those stages and then in episode 4 i had amazing francesca and lady jean and we looked at tantric sex tips to help a partner to want you more and how that really looks like in a in a very conscious and loving relationship in episode five, I discussed roadblocks. What are the brakes and accelerators for sexual arousal? And I really had a a big emphasis on pussy owned people because the society doesn't really teach that we are different. So go back and listen to that episode five, where I really talk about that on a scientific point of view. In episode six, Amanda and Angelic modeled a true courage or vulvaciousness, as I like to call it in pussy on bodies. And they were really vulvacious about how their childhoods have impacted the way they make love and show up or don't show up in relationships and how that actually can be changed. So over the next few episodes, I will cover how I see tantric sex working for you in a more concrete way and what types of tantric holistic tools, sex tools you can use, whether you are in a a relationship or whether you are a single person. So we've already covered some of the holistic tantric sex tools, such as presence, intention, and focus. Being fully present in your body and in the moment brings you more pleasure, freedom, and power. Because you are liberated from the controlling mind and the critical mind and liberated from limiting beliefs and conditionings that you've picked up over over your years on this planet. So the best way to get into the present moment is through your five senses. And that's actually so sexy, as I've said so many times before. So you might want to engage with your visual sense most often. So let's start there. You might get turned on by sexy people or watching yourself in the mirror. Ah, first thing. I would not really recommend watching porn in terms of visual stimulation if you want to be present in your body for yourself or for your lover because it tends to take you out of your body and overexcite you. So it might not be that nourishing and really pleasurable in the end and you can get really addicted to that. The whole aim here is to come back to your body and what's going on in the present moment if you have a lover or lovers. So perhaps you want to concentrate more on how your partner looks. Truly see the beauty and sacredness of them. Perhaps admire the slightly open mouth and dampened lips and the way their body moves. And, and also, you can also really tune into. Sorry, I'm just got in a bit. <laughs> I'm getting a bit distracted. Here. Oh, if you could see me now, I think I'm blushing. <laughs> so, actually, there's something I need to now bring your attention to, and it's it just reminded me thinking about a face. So jaw is very important for pleasure. So if you have very tight jaw, most probably your genital area is also quite tight. So regardless what gender you are, whatever whatever kind of body you have, the most important thing is to relax your jaw, open your mouth a little bit, and really feel the connection going down to your genital area. And it really makes a massive, massive difference in relaxing your pelvic floor and opening, giving more spaciousness in that area, which is very, very delicious. And it kind of sensitize yourself to feeling more and experiencing more pleasure down there. So if you see that your partner is having a quite tight mouth, closed mouth, just ask them to, to relax their jaw. And see what difference that makes. It's a really easy, very simple hack. That I'd love to hear if you try that out. What happens? Give give me a send me an email or, or DM me on Instagram. So where was I? Hmm. Oh yes, five senses. So that's the visual, and we also talked about the feeling. So how do you feel in your body? How can you also touch? Your body or the other body. So, what are you touching? How how do their skin feel? And also tune in to what kind of touch they might respond the best from moment to moment. And do not just go grabbing and groping and and just just really even ask use your voice and ask what kind of touch you, you you really want now. And be sensitive to your own sensations and also their sensations. You can really become quite sensitive about this. Sometimes a touch is just like nearly even touching. It's, it's like energetic touch. And you can make your touch like a dance, tempting, tantalizing, really turning on. You can also then use your hearing and voice, your own voice as well it's very good tool to become more present so what what are you sounding like what What are they sounding like? Is there sighing, moaning, whispering, talking, screaming, you know dirty talking? do you have music on? you know all these kind of things can bring you back into your body and really be be focused there in the moment at the time. And also, don't don't forget scent and taste, you know, smell and taste. They are really quite primitive in many ways. And the way women, for instance, smell when they are ovulating has been proven to cause men to fight. So, so there is that thing. And, and also, if you don't like your partner's smell, I'm, I'm sorry, if there's no, no aftershave, there's no perfume, any, any kind of artificial scent and you don't like how your partner smells, it might be an indication that you are sexually incompatible. So it's very important that when you are, for instance, dating or meeting somebody, a new lover, that you don't drown yourself and them into these perfumes and, and aftershaves, but actually really smell what, what do they smell like. And that can be such a turn on, really. But also, how do you taste? And this is very important to understand that each genitalia, whatever gender they are or whatever way they are shaped and sized, they have different scents. There is no one scent and and it can be really amazing to appreciate the diversity, but also there are ways in which you can change the scent of your own bodily fluids for instance pineapple is amazing for men to eat i'll tell you you know that's uh, there's a lot of research on that so google that i think that's that was the five yeah that's 5 senses so anyway you can practice this you can take just even one sense at a time when you when you practice self pleasuring or you make love to somebody that you you really practice Honing the skill of hearing, hone your skills of five senses is my tantric sex tip, really, because that way you train your presence, and it's so worth it. You just, you just see, try it out, and and believe, you're me or not, you will see the difference. The second holistic tantric sex tool is intention, and there is any way there is always intention in whatever you do. You might not be aware of it, or you might have a really conscious and explicit intention where you can direct your energy and your focus so that you can facilitate your desires to come true intentions are really like magnets for manifesting if you can play with different ones you can come up with your own ones or you can discuss beforehand and choose before you make love what kind of intention you have for instance we learn sensual massage and deepen our intimacy tonight or we explore divinity through lovemaking. Or, you know, it could be we learn role play or kinky sex or whatever, but make it intentional and explicit. Or if you're on your own, you can even decide that I have an easy access to my orgasmic states, or I'm a multi orgasmic man. Put it in present tense. That's the way to make clear what you want out of that session of love making that hobby sex. (laughs) The third tool I might have mentioned, but I'm not sure, is focus. So where you put your focus affects your and their experience. So if you are, for instance, you can understand this, that if you're in your head worrying about what to make for dinner or how your body looks, or you're fantasizing about a scene you've seen in porn, your partner will feel that But if you're focused on your own sensations from moment to moment and your partner's sensations, you can really make that a beautiful practice. You can choose to shift your focus to experience different things during your lovemaking or self-pleasuring. For instance, you can focus on experiencing sacredness or divinity of sexual energy. So there are there are ways in which you can really practice tantric sex tools and these are just 3 of them. And in the future episodes I will cover more and I've kind of thought that there are 7 and I've written an ebook so if you don't, if you don't want to wait until the episodes come live you can go to my website selfishlyhappyyou.com and find pleasure is your birthright ebook and it will have all those seven holistic sex tools in it so it's free to download so please go there and I'll 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 put a link in the show notes too but yeah I will I will cover them more in depth and finally I'd really like to share something with you and I I'd, I'd like your ideas and and requests and wishes and desires for this if you're interested because I'm really planning this new project that I would like to launch in May. And it's a new online course for lovers about tantric sex, how how you can explore tantric sex in your life. I mean, it could be that you are not yet uh, with a partner or partners and you would like to have in the future so this could be also for you because you can start learning these holistic sex tools and kind of becoming ready to meet somebody if you like. but it's not a dating book it's it's more about tantric sex tools. So this course could be for you if you are heterosexual or you are in same sex arrangement. fingers crossed it will be alive in May and I would really love to hear from you what you would like to have on it. And also if you want to be on the mailing list, please let me know. You can email me on Anne Blund, all one word, A-N-N-E-B-L-A-N-D, at selfishlyhappyyou.com. I'll put my email in the show notes too. I'm really excited about this and I want to share as much as I can in the world about what I've learned. And then you can see and feel if that's something that you might want to experience and not just take my words and my mumblings and ravings about it, but actually see and feel for yourself. So thank you for listening. My name is Anne Blunt. I'm your tantric sex and relationship coach and a host of this podcast called Tantric Sex for Lovers and Others. I hope you liked it. Please subscribe and leave me a review and share with other people. Bye for now.